fellow supermom, I'm glad you're here. This is the special needs supermom podcast. The glass of wine for your mind. Your tribe where you can relax, unwind and get stronger and more confident about your superpowers. I'm Nadine Villeur, your host, supermom of an autistic wonderboy and a supergirl battling juvenile arthritis. All while being a military spouse and international entrepreneur. Enjoy your glass of wine. Episode 26. Chase your dreams one minute at a time. Beginning of the year you can burst with ideas. And sometimes dare to even dream about a future where things look brighter. With your kids doing well and you finally having time for yourself. And then your kid has a flare-up or another severe epileptic episode and poof. You know, that was it for dreaming. But especially when times are tough, it is essential to keep on dreaming and take even the smallest steps to make those dreams come true. Whether it is to pick up your hobby or build a career. In this podcast, some tips on how to turn dreams into reality, one minute at a time. Well, hello, supermoms. You know, it's early 2021, our second COVID year. Yeah, yay, but vaccines are on the way. So I'm hopeful <laughs> that we can oh, hopefully by the end of the year have a normal life uh, again. But to be honest, like I said before, my, my special needs kids, you know, kind of thrive on homeschooling. So... I'm blessed for that. But the homeschooling also means less time for me. And with me always being turned on, it can be so challenging to, you know, even dare to dream for yourself. Dream about a new career or just having a plain job. Or seriously, even have time to find a hobby. So, you know... To be honest, it was sheer impossible when Wonderboy and Supergirl were smaller to dream about a career, even have a job. Uh, they needed too much help and there was no support system. No way I could maintain my corporate job. I didn't even have the brain space for a hobby. But it's so important to keep on dreaming, to have and take time for yourself. But where do you start? In this podcast, I tell you how I went from corporate to stay-at-home mom to becoming a business owner with time for hobbies. And I'll give you some easy-to-implement tips to start making and having time for your hobby or maybe even a new career. So, bye-bye corporate career. Having a career or even just a job can be hard or, you know, downright impossible to combine when having a special needs kids. And it can depend, of course, on the special need of your kid, its age, the availability of external help or, you know, where you live. I gave up my corporate career because of my special needs kids. It was the easiest choice ever, but also the only choice. You know, being a military family, I couldn't depend on my husband. He was away all the time, you know, deployed or on, on maneuvers or anything. And... Uh, for a long time, he was not home during the week. So this whole COVID situation <laughs> is, you know, suddenly I have my husband at home uh, for the first time in 20 years. 
So it takes some time to adjust. But anyway, when they were younger, you know, he wasn't there. Uh, and even when we lived in our home country, uh, we had no family or friends close by that could help out. So on one hand, there was no other choice. But seriously, I didn't even have the brain space and energy to do anything else. Also, you know, I didn't trust anyone else with my kids. <laughs> but that might be a good subject for another podcast. Once my kids became a bit older, I also got a bit more time on my hands. Back to corporate was still not an option though. Especially for my super girl, I needed to be available 24-7. Even when she was in school, I needed to be able to pick her up when her body and thus mind uh, was done, you know, and still is. Even when she's now in high school, if something is going on, I need to be there. And I need to be in a 30-minute driving distance, really. Luckily, uh, you know... uh, As a copywriter, I didn't need an external company uh, to to start working again. I I started my own company. And my background, you know, I did a school for journalism and design. Uh, I was specialized in in, uh, foreign affairs. I became an expert. So all that extra knowledge I got uh, over the years, you know, uh, it was easy for me to specialize my copywriting uh yeah for the technical field uh and intercultural copywriting so nowadays i help a lot of countries that want to do business abroad but notice that their normal texts you know are not read or don't send out or their clients don't have a click because they forget the the cultural component every country is so different every culture is so different you need to take that into account but anyway I was lucky enough that I could start this business uh, just from my from behind my kitchen table. And because I'm my own boss, I can work in the hours that suit me and my family best. Yes, sometimes that means an evening, but I'm fine with doing that once in a while. But what if you're used to be a researcher or worked in a store? How can you ever go back to that? What if your kid, kid needs you 24-7 at the moment, but maybe also in the future. How can you chase your dreams when you don't even have time for 15 minutes of nothingness? Okay, first of all, do you really have no time? How much time do you spend on your phone? Or how much time are you slumped on a couch watching TV in the evening? You know, don't get me wrong, I get it. Being so tired, you only seem to be able to flick to your phone looking at what the outside world is doing. Being so tired in the evening, I have that especially after my accident that I don't have uh, energy anymore in the evening. So in the evening, I, you know, I'm slammed on the couch just watching TV shows, doing nothing. And then I'm like, yeah, but I'm really too tired. On the other hand, if one of the organizations I volunteer for needs me, I have time for that in the evening. If I need to finish a rush job for a client, I do that in the evening. So technically being too tired in the evening to even do something uh, for a hobby is not really true. And and remember for yourself, you know, watching all the telly or, you know, the just 
if you see how much time you spend on your phone on a day, because there are apps that can track that, uh, you know, does it really make you happy? Does it really give you energy? Does that light, that spark inside of you? Especially if you're going through social media and you see all those wonderful stories. Because most of the time people only post wonderful stories. And they don't post the 10th uh, temper tantrum their six-year-old had that afternoon. Because, you know, especially if you have a kid that has some challenges, people tend to not talk about it too much. Um, uh, but even if you don't have a special needs kid, you will notice that a lot of people post all their holiday pictures, but don't post their kids on their ground crying because they didn't get a cookie or something. So do you really want to focus on the stories of everyone else outside on your phone? Uh, or only watch the, the news or you know the rerun of a detective that you already saw four times already? It's of course, don't get me wrong, easier said than done. Eh? Putting aside uh, putting aside your phone and start working on your dream or take time to serious, seriously do a hobby. You know, working on your dream, it seems like climbing the Mount Everest. Therefore, my first tip. You don't need to start climbing the Mount Everest right away. You know, start by taking a minute. Literally. If you don't have the time, or think you don't have the time, start by taking one minute or, you know, max five minutes. Set your timer, seriously, and take those minutes seriously. Those minutes are yours and yours alone. Whether it's to just look at the birds, dream, draw, write, you'll find that if you take the time to do nothing, it will free up space to, to, to dream, to start dreaming again, to, to start thinking of what you would really like to do. And once you know what you would love to do, you can take baby steps towards it. Whether it is to start a new quilt or to pursue a new career interest. Tip number two and three, block those minutes, however short, in your agenda. Write them down, put them in your phone. And set a timer. Not for 30 minutes or even 15 minutes. Start literally if you are feeling too overwhelmed with just blocking one minute. Or five max. Treat it as a doctor's appointment for your kid. Non-negotiable. You know, some examples on taking actions so on dreams. You know, if you, for instance, want to run five miles. Start with just putting on your shoes. Just that. Next day, just run to the end of your corner. Just that. It's easier to take baby steps than to take action on a three-month running schedule that you put on your fridge. Because, you know, you will find the schedule, put it on your fridge, and the only thing you will notice at the end is that you have to train every other day. And you don't have time for it. Or you don't think you have time for it. And you only see that run for 45 minutes straight. And you're like, that seems oh, like Mount Everest. So high, so far away, so sheer impossible. But if you just start by just running to the end of the block. 
just start by a simple thing like that. If you want to do a course, don't sign up for a lengthy online course with a strict time schedule. First day, just Google courses on the subject. Second day, write down the ones that look interesting. Third day, you know, read the terms and conditions of one of them. Just, you don't have to invent the wheel on the first day. Just take baby steps. They're easier to do than, you know, running a marathon. So don't decide, I'm going to train for the local half marathon. Start by just running, yeah, for five minutes to the end of the block. Start by running for one minute. Just because you can. Don't start, uh, you know, a course this month if you feel like you're already drowning. Just buy a book on the subject that interests you and, and read a page a day. Honest. Okay, I needed practice when it came down to dedicated me time. And sometimes I still ignore the alarm on my phone. But because I set it on a set time every day for only 15 minutes, it slowly becomes a new habit. And especially when it comes down to taking time for a hobby, these three tips above really help me. You know, uh, my example, I love to quilt. But to be honest, since we're back from Kansas, like seven and a half years ago, I haven't taken the time. And we visited Kansas like two years ago and I bought a new pattern and new fabric. I can buy it everywhere, because, but it was just nicer in Kansas for some reason. But I bought it and I haven't touched it since. It's It just looks like such an enormous project. It overwhelms me every time I think about it or when I pick it up. And I start to read all the instructions and I'm like, oh, I don't have time. I need like half a day to lay out all the fabric or... And I forgot how to start. And it, oh, it just seems like an impossible timely project. So I broke it down into mini steps. First, I tackled the not knowing how to. You know, uh, the first evening I googled books on the subject. The second evening I browsed around a second-hand online marketplace for books. The third evening I wrote down the possible books I liked or found interesting. The fourth evening, I contacted a, a seller and, you know, so on and so on. And the same with the fabric. The first evening, I just read the menu again. And I did that for three evenings straight before it settled in. And then the fourth evening, I numbered all the fabrics. I, I knew, okay, this is the stash and this is going to be used for this quarter and this is going to be used for that uh, pattern. Um, so I just numbered it. And then the fifth evening, I just cut one fabric. So, you know, yes, it takes some time, but I, I, I really love doing it. And those baby steps actually make me feel like I am getting closer to my goal. You know, it feels like I'm taking action. It feels like I accomplished something. So the last uh, month, I already did more than the last two and a half years, really. That's just hobby time. You know, of course, this, this, those three above steps also count for when you want to work. You know, to work or not to work, it, it's, it's a complicated and sometimes sheer impossible thing to think about or dream about or, or do if you have special needs kids. Uh, so my tip number four is volunteer in the line of your interests. When I didn't work, I kind of still 
did what I once did, paid, uh, namely writing. But I did it as a volunteer. I wrote newsletters and web pages for the Juvenile Arthritis Association. I helped uh, the school of the kids with their communication towards parents. And this last part actually led to my first paid assignment when I started my own business. So I didn't really stop what I did best and what I liked, namely writing. I just continued using my, my, my knowledge, using my skills, but then as a volunteer. And later on, I combined some of it with the, the, the gaining knowledge about special needs kids. The plus side of being a volunteer, yes, you make a commitment, but on a different level than when you have a contract contract with a firm, you know. Uh, and the same goes for, you know, if you sign up for the, a team for your kid or uh, a church, if you explain that sometimes you might be, you know, uh, need a backup person for if something happens to your kids. Most organizations are happy that you volunteer anyway. So when you want to work or start a new career but don't have the time yet, check out if you can work as a volunteer in your field. Eh? When you used to work in a store or behind the cash register, maybe you can do this for your church. Or help with the online webshop uh, of the sports club of your kids. You know, tip number five follows after this one. You know, uh, research your interest. If it's not possible to volunteer yet, or at all, not now or in the future, or you just, just don't want to, you know, that's fine. Uh, but why don't just, you know, start reading books about your interest. Watch YouTube uh, videos about it. You know, hello TEDx talks. And, or look for podcasts you can listen to while folding the laundry. Hey, you know, while you're reading and watching, why not take notes of what you find important or interesting? By taking notes, it actually, you know, can give you the feeling you are prob properly studying the subject. But again, mini steps. Don't know where to start? Go back to tip number one. Start with one minute, one page at a time. Google for five minutes on one night and Google the subject again the following. Because, you know, the first time it might feel overwhelming or you might even feel guilty. Uh, but the second or the third time you will notice that uh, some Google results look more appealing than the other and you will notice that you kind of you know the spark inside of you gets lit again and because of that you feel more energized you know and following the night make a top three of what you googled uh, or the, the books or the courses that interested you etc so when you want to follow you know a new interest want to find time to have a hobby or do something new start by one just take one minute start by taking a simple minute two block it in your agenda three set a timer four volunteer five do your research 
Don't make yourself feel like a failure by wanting to run the marathon first time you put on running shoes. Start with just putting on your shoes. Next day, just run to the end of the block. You'll notice that the chance of you starting a five-minute task is way bigger than blocking your agenda for half a day. Those baby steps make you feel like you accomplished something, took action, however small. And having the feeling you did something for yourself will help you feel you know, that spark again. And because of that, take the time to pursue whatever it is you want. Whether it's just, just do something for yourself, have some brain space, uh, you know, have a cup of coffee without feeling guilty that you're sitting down for five minutes and telling your kids no. They can't disturb you. Uh, or secretly start, you know, why secretly? You know, just start looking for something that interests you and see if you can gain more knowledge about it. And maybe think about one day start to work again or maybe follow a new career. You don't have to, you know, do the corporate thing. Uh, often, even in your field of interest, whatever that may be, whether it was, you know, research or writing or even when you were an advocate, there are chances that you can do something but as your own boss. So on your own terms, on your own conditions, start small. Start by giving a talk at your local library. Uh, about your knowledge, you know, and uh, share it with them. Start by blogging about something. Uh, but start small. If you feel overwhelmed and you really don't think you have the time, start by taking just one minute. Stay safe, stay sane and stay happy. Until next time, Nadine. This was today's episode of the Special Needs Superman podcast. Enjoyed your mental glass of wine? If so, please subscribe, rate and review the show and recommend the podcast to other special needs supermoms you know could use that mental glass of wine as well. Until next time, fellow supermoms. Cheers, Nadine.